Joe presents Liquid Football, sponsored by Paddy Power. Hello, welcome to Liquid Football on Joe, together with Paddy Power. It's the show that takes you inside the dressing room and puts you in the boots of the players. Joining me this week, John Walters and Steve Sidwell. What have you got planned after the show? Uh, I'm actually staying in town. I'm going to the Nordif Robins uh, Arsene Wenger do. Which obviously everyone in football is going to, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, John. No, I'm not going. To. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get the invite for that, unfortunately. I think you've got to be a top player for that, Steve. I'm so, just uh, like yeah. down here somewhere. Yeah, n- next year. Rockets going. Yeah. So... I've got the grey memo. Though. We've got the grey memo. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. not going to stay in this though. Yeah. Have you got a suit? No. Don't want to go. Don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> we go. It's been an eventful weekend. It's been a really eventful weekend. There've been completely unpredictable results. Yeah, Parker like, Liverpool. Well, except even in the way that it happened, that they're eight points clear of Manchester City at the top of the Premier League. Obviously, City being beaten 2-0 at home by Wolves is the, is the shock in, in that. You maybe would have had Liverpool to, to beat Leicester, maybe not in the way that they did with a 95th-minute yeah. penalty. But how much notice do you think that the players are going to be taking of the, of the other results, especially when you don't play at the same time? Well, they always do. Always. Always. I've always done it as well. And... The thing is, as well, when it's at the top of the table and it's title games... And you know, any points that are dropped can be... A... Oh, it's massive. Yeah, but you yeah. say that. Last year, there was a, did Liverpool have a 10-point gap on City last year? Well, with a game in hand. So with a game seven, in hand. So, but, yeah. but I just find when teams win the league, you look at Leicester and the team that's done it recently, City, when they start scoring last-minute goals, you just know the writing's on the wall. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of kind of saying that already, isn't it? Um, Early days, but... The way Liverpool of 2019, every game, wasn't it, towards the end of the season? Yeah. Did they win every well, game? The home record. They were on a 17-match yeah, winning run. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. you can't see them dropping it. It's I huge Salah, pressure. I know, obviously, that tackle with Salah, but um, and he, lim- he limped off a bit, but I just can't see them they dropping it. Not, they said it's a twisted ankle, but yeah. they're sort of hopeful it's going to be But I know okay. it's all for TV rights, and, and you want to see the best teams playing on TV, but I'm not a fan of one playing one day and no, the other time. one playing. Like... Sometimes, that's, sometimes that's cut down to European competitions as well. Yeah. If they've played on different days in Is the it? midweek, yeah. if you're Tuesday, you play Saturday. If you're Wednesday, you play yeah. Sunday. Not always, but that's... You, you that's want the two top going on. At internationals, you always go to try and do the same time. And you talk about checking results. We used to check them at half-time sometimes in big games when we know that result really mattered. At half-time, we'll go in and see how they're getting on. And really? Know, yeah, and we know during the game how they're getting on. Was that, would that be it. the players or would that come from the manager? Or? That'll be probably players asking. You'll know the result. Yeah, you'd ask like the stat guy. Yeah, yeah, you'd, yeah. you'd go to him and say, what's the score in the other game? Because you knew those couple of points were different between mm. getting... getting qualification or going into the playoffs or not even making that so there's a few times that's happened see what was quite interesting is that managers and apparently Pep Guardiola is is this way according to to people who've who've spoken to him Emma Hayes is the Chelsea women's manager was saying something similar is that if you know what it takes to win a championship you're actually not that aware or you you kind of train yourself not to look at the other team's results but for players it's it's different but for managers often it's about just about making sure that you get not even the result, the performance that you want from, from the game, isn't it? Well, you, if you know you're winning... Or do you winning, think managers are just kidding us on? <laughs> they might be a little bit. I, I not the way Liverpool are going now. I think 
Well, you, you, know, you were saying earlier, yeah. last year, they was winning week in, week out last year. and I don't think know, you can think 90 re- points or 85 points nah. if you're in your league. No. You know, you're gonna, you know you, if you're dropping points, you're in, you're in trouble. Yeah, Show I can see what year. she's saying. I can see what she's saying in terms of if we're doing our job and we're winning week in, week out, we don't really have to look elsewhere. Yeah. But well, that happens it's if you, human nature. Yeah, that happens it if is. you lower down. I think if you know you get to 40 points. Yeah. So you know if you get 10 wins, yeah. so many draws, or 11 wins, 12 wins, so many draws, then you're safe. So I think... Dangerous, really, isn't it? Which you don't is dangerous. You see, get to a point when they just yeah, yeah. take the foot off the brake. But yeah, because yeah. it can yeah. it can work against you. Like if you look, if you keep looking at other teams' results, or you're looking at you know the, at the table, even you look at uh, maybe West Ham against Crystal Palace, yep. and you're sort of looking at that, and you think people are talking them up as maybe a top six team. They know if they win that, they can go into the top four because Leicester lost, and maybe sometimes that can can take the edge off the performance. You do, you do take your eye off it. You do. I mean, you, you can be a victim of your own success. Brighton last season, I think they got to 28 points really quickly and they then just sort of scuttled over the line towards the end. So, I'm saying that does it every year. I'm trying to think who it is. Yeah, it, it, it does. It, we used to be Stoke. It, no, it was Tony no, Pulis teams. Yeah, Tony nah, Pulis teams Tony Pugh, yeah. always used to get to 40 points and then after that, barely won a point. The best way to look at it and most clubs that, sort of, that I've been at that have sort of been... Not fighting relegation, but Premier League survival was key. Was if your points as you go along the season are more than what you've played, because obviously come the end of the season, played 38 points. If yeah. you've got more than that, you'll be staying up. Mm. So during the season, if you've played eight points, uh, eight games, and you've got 12 points, you're sort of you're on Good maths, you're on Steve. course. Good maths. Cheers, John. <laughs> He's still going. He's still going tonight, isn't he? <laughs> But when I mean, again, when I was at Chelsea, I remember uh, we lost to United really early on at Old Trafford, and we got in, and the players were like, "We can't do like this. Can't happen, lads. You know, we've got we, like we can't be dropping points this early on in the season, especially against sort of rivals, because then it was basically only Man U, Chelsea that was really going for the league. So it just goes to show how vital it is at any stage of the season. One of the the talking points from Liverpool's point of view was the tackle by Hamza Chowdhury on. Mo Salah. Mm. Salah went off. It looks like, as we were saying earlier, it looks as though it's it's, it's not a, a bad injury or anything. Is there, is there much in Jurgen Klopp saying anything about that? Is it one of those tackles that maybe if you've played and you've coached, you see it differently? Or is it, what did you think about it? Well, when it first happened, I didn't think there was too much no. in it. But then the way the interview went, that brought my attention to it a little bit. I'm not too sure, you know, I... I think he's quite happy that Salah might be out of the internationals and he's back in two weeks. Yeah, probably, yeah, from that point of view, definitely. But he looked definitely. agitated, didn't he, the yeah. way... But there was uh, nothing cynical in it. I, I, it was more of a... Ta- definitely a tactical foul. They was on the break, mm-hmm. take him down. When you freeze frame it and you stuck down, most things look a hundred times worse. But it happens all the time in games. You know, I think it was just where he... I think it was his, his knee that caught Salah's ankle, wasn't it? So it was just... I just wonder because there are there are definitely instances where it goes on. In if you're sitting in the crowd or you're 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 watching the game on telly, there'll, there'll be yeah. some tackles that you're watching and wins at, but actually players no, will yeah. be more accepting of them. We, when you, yeah. Whereas you see, and then you see other ones that look harmless. I, you go, no, yeah. he's gone in to do him there, and you yeah. can, you can see what's gone on. As a player, you know the difference between a tackle because lads are, will tackle and follow through with the other foot, and yeah. it ends up being a two foot. But yeah. they've won the ball; it wasn't didn't start a two foot to get away with it. Yeah. Some lads do that; always follow through on a tackle. Yeah. But there's other ones where it's just a tactical foul. We mm. played City away and it was nil-nil. It was my first game back after an op on my knee. And I played the whole game, but I was, we were just defending. 
And I remember De Bruyne broke in the, the 89th minute and he broke the midfield lines and he was straight onto the back four. It was like eight against four. And I was about five yards behind him. I've slid nowhere near the ball. Ball's another 10 yards in front of him. Just clipped his heel, you know, one of those where he clipped the heel mm. and fell over. And they were all fuming, but it was a yellow card and yeah. saved us. Yeah. You know, could have saved the goal in the end. And they're the ones as a player you appreciate yeah. other lads doing, maybe. Yeah. Because the, the, the thing is with, with Chowdhury, and it, I know you're saying you're not reading anything into no. the, the, the challenge on Mo Salah, but Steve Bruce has already criticised him for the, the tackle on Matt Ritchie. That left him, um, that he, he was injured. He was out for a couple of months, Matt Ritchie, off that. Is there, a, is there a danger that players do get a reputation, even if it's not deserved, just purely out of people talking about them? For, for being for being dirty, for yeah. like that referees will look at them differently. Other players will look at them differently. A million percent natural, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you look at players as Jory Barton, Lee Catamol, You know, they're the type of players that that's their bread and butter. They go in, they win the ball back for their team, and they give it to the good players that will go on. So if they done a tackle exactly the same as a Mo Salah winning for the same tackle, straight away the ref would penalise them. Yeah, you the know, piano players and the piano carriers. Yeah, you? well, I was a <laughs> yeah. piano. <laughs> Just a piano. <laughs> no, but you, you will get a reputation. But if say if say it was down the other end, and it's say Liverpool break very well from their own eighteen-yard box, don't they? And that's when the most dangerous people say. So if you're just behind them, and it happened with it, was it Busquets tried to pull someone back the other day in a match? If you if someone's breaking on you like that, four players. And then they go and score a goal, but you had the chance to pull them back or make one of the foul. The manager will go mad at you in the change room. Mm. Like, just take him, take a yellow card for the team. Yeah. Just take one out. Just well, City do it, don't they? The top managers, they, they, Mourinho don't when he comes into Chelsea. The top managers tell them to do it. Tactical fouls. Well, that was City had that that sort of um, reputation. There was that period where they went through all the stats for the and it and it was it's a really hard thing to try and prove statistically where where you do that. But in terms of breaking down what. What other teams do, mm. sort of, it makes well. it makes sense. You're yeah. doing it, and if you do it out with the rules of the game, you get a yellow yeah. card, and then, but you but you take the yeah. you take the penalty mm-hmm. for it. I'll tell you what is hard to do though, to purposely go out and try and get booked. We tried that. But, well, no, but you, I mean, what, no, like, are you talking about Christmas? You know, that, no, no, yeah, no, not around that period. You know, like if you've got like four bookings, and you know, if you get five, you're going to get suspended for yeah. a game. There's like a game coming up that you think that the manager will say, "Look, if we can get you suspended for that game, get you back for the next game." So you're thinking, right? I try, I try and go out here and make a fair. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. How well. you judge it? That, that is well. difficult. That. When you go out purposely to try and. Because you're thinking the ball, this ball's not coming nowhere near me. I've got to try and make a foul, but I've got to start chasing it now. <laughs> you, you, got we, you were trying to do it in order to miss like, a game that you thought it would be all right to miss rather than miss the important yeah, one say that was for, up next. Yeah, say for instance, your next game, no disrespect, would have been against uh, whoever, you know, a Southampton. And then the manager says that we need you for the following week for a so-called bigger team. That It does happen. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's yeah. hard. <laughs> So it's how do you do, do it then? How... You've got to abuse the ref or, yeah. or when, when the ball comes down for a free kick, is. just volley the ball about 50 yards away. You're going to get a booking. So you could do, that yeah, goes on, it's yeah. okay to yeah. kick the ball away, get a bow, but yeah, trying to judge the tackle. It is hard. So it's just uh, on the wrong side of yeah. not getting a card and on the right side of yeah. not getting a red yeah. card. You don't want to endanger your opponent doing it as well, like little kicking the heels or things like that. Like the one I did with the Bruyne, it wasn't, I wasn't, I was praying to God I didn't injure him when I did yeah. it. But it was just like, you know, when someone walks behind you and flicks the back of your heel, that's yeah. what I was trying to do. Yeah. But oh, imagine if he went down. He's <laughs> holding us there. I remember getting done uh, two and a half weeks' wages at Fulham. I got red card, straight red card against QPR, three game back. We appealed it, actually. Uh, the appeal was upheld. 
I got suspended fine. So if it happened again, then I would get the fine, the club fine. First game back, Arsenal, 12 minutes in, straight red. So then I get four games for that. So I missed seven games on the bounce and they find me. Did you have a holiday book? <laughs> no, I didn't even have a holiday book. This was towards the end of the season as well. So I missed the last um, seven games of the season. Got two and a half weeks fine. Oh, they said, how do you want to pay it? And I, like one lump sum or scattered. So I said, right, we'll scatter it. And I was like, I remember having a meeting saying, right, I'm never going to tackle this club again. I said, like, you know, it was not unintentional. It yeah. was, and they, uh, they said, I remember I've still got the letter and they was like, no, 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 right, okay, that's fine. You, you, you do what you've got to do. So the next game, what do you think I've done? I went in for a crunching tackle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I no. didn't get rid of the card. No. <laughs> <laughs> just, just sitting there. Oh, no, my God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I missed seven games of the last uh, you the end of the season. You owe for a bit of your money back, weren't you? Yeah, no, it was... Uh, weren't the highlight of my career, for sure. <laughs> um, but the, those two results, and we, God, we haven't even talked about the... Salah penalty incident, but I think that's been covered in yeah. depth. Mane, yeah, Every, yeah. Uh, the, sorry, Mane. the Mane, the Mane yeah. penalty incident. Um, the Adama Traore goals for Wolves and, and Liverpool's result means that there's an eight-point gap between these two people. But Adama Traore can be brilliant. We saw that. We saw how good he can be. But he isn't always brilliant. Mm. Is th- how frustrating is that as, a, yeah. as a, a teammate of his? Yeah. Do you know what? It's just different attributes of different players. You, you, when you see someone that quick, you say, mm. "Oh, I've had his pace. Have we played for Barcelona?" Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's so, he's so, obviously, he was Barcelona, but he's so quick. But if he was so consistent, he would have still been a Barcelona, wouldn't he? Yeah. Or he would be same Wolves on a top team, but he would have been a, a top team because that's a that's a attribute that that quick. Not not many people have. Yeah. And I... but but you take it if they win you a game. I think I think we we played a few at Stoke where. You have match winners, piano players, and piano carriers yeah, again. Yeah. You had the ones that did the hard work and give it to the give it to the mm. players that'll that'll win your games. Or you always take it if they make a make a difference in a match or win a game for you. But frustrating, like not just frustrating as a, as a teammate, but also on a personal level. When you look at somebody and you, like you said, if you I had his pace, yeah. if I had his yeah. pace, yeah. I do. It must be frustrating in, in that sense as well to look at somebody. That I don't understand. Why you aren't making the most of it? And, and everyone's thinking the same thing. Players, imagine what the manager's thinking, and then the fans as well in the stadium. I think the players that tend to do that most are the ones that are just so relaxed about football. They don't get uptight. They just go into every game exactly the same. If they play well, they play well. If they don't play well, yeah. they probably it's probably out of their mind by the time they're in their car driving home that night. Um, whereas the ones that are just on it and just live, breathe football and like are a bit too tense, they're the ones that obviously tend to be more consistent. But I remember with Adele Tarapt, I had him, he come to Fulham and in training he was unbelievable. And there was just a certain few games where he just stood out and you're thinking, how can you not do this week in, week out? And it, 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 you feel like getting them and just shaking them, just saying, you know, you what is it? But they just, they're just yeah. so relaxed, aren't they? They just, well, it just didn't go my but way do, today. Do you realise quite quickly into a game which side that you're going to get oh, from you know. them? Yeah. If you're in the first five yeah. minutes thinking, no, but, he's, not, he's not on the not today. Well, he's Whenever not on today. I played with someone like that, though, I'd always be in the rear, not in a bad way, and I'll be always building the confidence during the game. Mm. I used to, I'll, I'll be on their side during the whole game because I'm thinking, I just want the best out of you. Because if I start rollicking you for something that you don't do all the time, like not chasing back, then, you know, there is times when you want it, but you try and keep them on side, don't you? Because they can produce that. His pace, yeah. if you have them on, if you, like, two goals there, City. It's, he can win you a game. It's the difference between 
being there or there or or in yeah, the relegation. And more often than not, be. they are the match winners, aren't they? They are. They're either the rapid mm. winger or the striker that's going to be sort of getting you goals or yeah. should be getting you goals. It's not necessarily the back four, back four or, or the two midfield, midfield yeah, yeah, or the goalkeeper. But are they more frustrating than players who maybe don't have the talent? Like if you've got somebody in there who's not as skillful, maybe not as quick, maybe, but who works and squeezes every ounce out of themselves, but will make mistakes just because they don't see things. Yeah. Are they less frustrating than the players who can do it, but sometimes just don't do it for whatever reason? I just think every player is different. You just know, you're not going to have 11 of the same players. That's part of a team, isn't mm. it? I think you've just got to be part and parcel of it for me. I always took it like that. I never thought. Were you never frustrated then with teammates? You'll get frustrated, but you've got to, Take yourself out the situation. Take yourself out the situation. See it as a as a whole thing. Yeah, they can win your games if you can get them doing a bit of that and educate them a little bit. Great, and but that's not your job so much. It's more the people and, and a good club will. A good club will, will show the stats and show yeah. them what you can do better and or be accountable for things as well. So like the Everton is one accountability. Everton at the moment the worst at set pieces, aren't they? I think it's one every other game. Forty eight and eighty six games or something. Something ridiculous like that, set-piece goals, and they do so no market. Mm. So if that was your team, what would you be doing? You'd, be, you'd change yeah. it, wouldn't you? But, yeah. but you'd have accountability. Yeah. So then you go man for man, and you go, right, if you if your man scores, you're accountable for him. Mm. And then you're either going to be taken off or, or it's highlighted on a Monday. So accountability for different things is a good way to educate players as well. Um, so that eight-point gap means that Liverpool now 11-8 to eight on. For the title, October eleven to eight on for the title. Uh, Manchester City eleven to ten, and Chelsea a hundred to one third favourites. Arsenal up to third, even though Chelsea are third favourites. Yeah, one uh, one for them over Bournemouth. No Mesut Özil in the match day squad. I'm talking about frustrating players. He's got to be the ultimate, hasn't he? Because yeah. you, we've seen World Cup performances from him, yeah. and then you can see him go. Go missing. Like, he's the one of the most frustrating players for me over the past two seasons. Someone that's got like ridiculous talent, but just doesn't seem to care. And ultimately, as a fan, and, it is, it, and football is all about the fans in the day. They just want to see someone that's going to go out there and try their hardest. They know that they're not going to have a, a, a great game every single week, but as long as they're trying, when things don't come off, you know they, they'll, they'll still get an applaud for. A, for putting in the effort, but when he doesn't even put that effort in as well, and people say, oh, it's his mannerisms, it's the way he plays, it's a bit like the Berbatovs and they're He's just... He's also yeah. this season had off-the-field stuff, which might yeah. well have affected, but this this is, is longer than that. Yeah. This is, is, yeah. is far-reaching. And it just it, it, it just goes to show that he's going to... They're obviously looking to get him out the door. They can't get him out the door because the wages, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, who's going to take him on his wages? That's exactly what it is. So he made his mind about him last year, pretty sure, didn't he? Well, look, two... Yeah. Two starts across all competitions this season and 71 minutes he lasted mm. in, in both of those games. It's just, if you're in a club and you feel like a manager doesn't want you anymore, well, what do you do? I mean, what, it must be hard to kind of go into training every day and think, do you know what, un, un, well, I don't know, maybe maybe it's different with Ozil. Maybe if he did show it in training, he would get a, a start in the game. But if you get, get to the place where you think, it doesn't matter what I do, this guy's not going to want me. Yeah, it must be. It must be hard to motivate yourself in that situation. <laughs> like it all comes down to the individual, doesn't it? Because you look at his situation as well. The amount of money that he's on, he knows that he can't go somewhere else unless he takes a, a massive wage drop. So then, is he thinking, Do you know what? Don't bother me if I don't go somewhere else. I just stay here and collect the money, and if I have to go on loan, and the club obviously subsidise it, subsidise it all. But uh, 
I've been in that situation. I was I was in it at Stoke, yeah. where under Mark Hughes, when I knew week in week out I wasn't going to play. I trained my hardest Monday to Friday. We'd do team shape on the Friday. We'd um, know the team on a team meeting on the Saturday, and I'd, I'd know I'd, I could write the script. What's going to go on already? You go in your pre-match. The meeting happens. Your name's not down. Your name's not on the bench. As soon as that meeting's finished, you, I was going out doing my runs. I was on the train home before, even before kickoff. How did that go down? But it wasn't out of it wasn't. It probably shows a lack of respect to the teammates. But I'm thinking, I'd rather just get back down to home. You know, watch the watch the results some, come back sometimes in. A, sometimes the teammates uh, know what situation certain players are in as well. And like, you know what? He's not a bad lad. He's not tossing it off. He's yeah. trying his harder. He's doing everything he, he needs to do to get into the team. So you're not you're not so much of that, and you're so focused on the game anyway. If you play him, similar thing, but. The lads that were left out at Stoke, it was quite funny because we we always said we said this before, like the Monday club, yeah. like the lads that would that wouldn't play would have the extra bit on the Monday. It was always quite. And mm. Eddie Eddie Nowitzki used to take it, didn't he? Poor Eddie. But uh, but it was good because but every now and then the team would struggle, and then put all those lads back in. Yeah, do really well, and yeah. then it would just be a case of the same but thing what again. If, so what we used if to happen. one of the Monday club, what if one of the Monday club oh, gets, gets elevated into yeah. the kind of light? It got to a point when I was at Stoke, right? And obviously, when it got to doing the team shape on a Friday, eleven v eleven. Obviously, it would be the starting eleven, and then the other team would be made up of the rest of the squad, and then maybe some kids. It got to a point where I was even playing in my position on the other eleven v eleven. I was being in like a left back or a I right played back. back. <laughs> I think that's Eddie. Eddie basically used to follow us and say, "Listen." I've yeah. got to play your left back today. It got like, to a point where I was like, I am the Ian Bill of uh, I'm the Ian Bill of Stoke City. I was getting treated like Ian Bill from it, like EastEnders. I was like, he's just getting battered by Phil Mitchell. I was like, what's going on here? But, yeah, but seriously, at that stage, but if you're at a club and that like you were saying, you, you go out, you do your runs, you go to the meeting, do yeah. a few runs, and then you get the train home. Yeah. Does, does nobody say to you? Do you, do you want? Do you want to stay for the game, or do you want to? Yeah, Everyone's so focused on the game. Yeah, it's never, quite never, hard. I mean, after, I don't mean, I don't mean at that stage, but I mean, I think everyone just so, no, no one sort of recognised the manager would never recognise because that's quite bad in itself that nobody goes. Do you, do you want to stick around? Yeah, I used, to, and... I used to literally do my runs and then go yeah. go out and see everyone before I'd leave. Everyone, wish them the best of luck. Uh, and I think on game day, especially for the manager, all he wants around the dressing room, especially. It, not, not that I was no. negative, or, yeah. but he just wants the people involved. Yeah. It's like the, the day-to-day dynamics on the training ground. The manager will never, I say never, the majority of managers won't really speak to the injured players or sort of, it'll just be the so team that he's focused on. Game? Well, when I was there, yeah. well, uh, on my phone, on the, on the train. <laughs> on the train going going. Signal. Yeah, it would be, yeah. yeah. Do you know yeah. what, though? I think that we, we said this, the, the managers, that's the hardest job now is keeping everyone happy. And it's yeah. man management, isn't it? If, if players are on in the team. Yeah. Um, we say managers that used to be players as well. You, you've got to recognise that as well. You've got to recognise players that and keep them happy because at some point you'll need them. Mm. At some point you need those lads that you're leaving out weekend. So you've got to keep them happy. And I think Stoke was a bit more difficult because there was a lot of us, wasn't there? there was probably 30 of us. Yeah, 30 plus. Ones. Yeah. So there's, there's, you have a 25 man. There's lads not making the bench, like full internationals. And yeah. it's, is, that, is that harder it was, or is it? Easier if Probably, you're if you're on the outskirts when when there's a big group of you. If, it's more difficult for a manager, I'd say. Yeah. But as a player, 
as a player, you accept it. Yeah. As a player, you accept it. If you're not, if you, if the person that's playing your position is performing well week in week out, you take it on the chin. It's modern football, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then obviously, when the dip, when the form dips, then you go and knock on the door, and then you still get waffle. You're like, <laughs> what chance of a goal? Yeah, you've got to so, be honest with players. Yeah. They? They say that man management. You've got to be honest and just tell them the truth. Be, be honest with mm. players. How difficult it is. Players will always respect you as a manager if you're honest. Yeah. That'd be right. Yeah. But what happens when when you are the one who breaks free? Like a Rabina Mary Monday, from, the, the from the bunch, club. yeah, out yeah. of the Monday club. Yeah. When you go there, you do. Do you do you feel? No, you just say. Do, do you feel for your mates though? Yeah, you just say I'm checking out for a bit, but yeah. I'll be checking back <laughs> in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't get above your station because you know, within a few weeks, you could be going back down. Uh, yeah, you, no, it's just one of them, isn't it? Nah. You just you just get on with it. It's, there's so many swings and roundabouts in, in football. You just it wasn't a big divide where it was a team in the Monday club. It was just that was just a bit of fun for us. It was, no, it was but, it's, quite, but it's still yeah, it's funny. Yeah, exactly. We too, but we took it, it in the right spirit. Of, it's a way of not making it an issue, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah. you create a different sort of culture where you've got your own Without like, being, sort of parallel team yeah, rather than yeah. an opposing team. Yeah. Yeah. The bomb squad. The bomb squad. Yeah. <laughs> but that comes down to team spirit as well. When you've got a, group, a yeah. good group of lads that. I say don't mind being left out of the squad, that will accept it, take it on the chin, won't throw the toys out the pram, just, just get on with it, it and, start, and, and still encourage the lads, but obviously we'll just show their disappointment in a different way. The starting eleven and the senior players and the management, they accept it much more, don't they? They take it, they take it better, yeah. rather the lads that just toss it off, they just go, fuck, right, leave them. In last week's Paddy Power Challenge, Carlton Cole won, but his bet was for Tottenham to beat Brighton. So yet again, we've got a losing bet. That's only one winning bet. He does still get £250 to the charity of his choice. Though this week, we've moved on from drawing famous players and managers to talking about famous players and managers. You have to describe them and I have to guess the answer. It works better for the podcast, I'll be honest. Um, And your forfeit, if you lose, is to wear your most hated shirt. So, Steve... Keep it away you've from me. Spurs, you've got a Spurs shirt. And John, oh, you have <laughs> Liverpool. Never been worn. Liverpool shirt. Never been worn. And that is what you have to do the rest of the show in that if you lose. To get the timer off. There we right. go. Oh, oh no. it's going. Quick. Uh, one of the greatest players in the world. Uh, very well-groomed. Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, goalkeeper, long hair. Back in the day. David Seaman. Yes. Uh, oh, this is a tough one. Got the biggest calves in football. He's about this big. Uh, me and John have played with him. Um, <laughs> oh, Do you want to come back to him? Yeah, we'll come back to him. Uh, Dutch international dreadlocks. Uh, Ruud van Nistelrooy. Love <laughs> 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 Ruud van Nistelrooy. Ruud Hollett. Oh my Christ! Can I just go Rats home? King, King of the facials. King of the facials. The King of the facials. He's. King of the facials, come on. you got to do, do his face, do his face. Do his face. King of the facials. Just pull his face. He makes facials all the time. you got to pull his face. When he tackles on the floor. I thought you meant like actual <laughs> facials. Like kind of going to take his face. When he starts tacking the ball. I don't know what you doing. I don't know what that is. Fuzzy hair. What, like David Louise? Yes. Longest throw in history. Oh, not Chaloner or someone like that. I was going to say, he used to play for Tramia, yeah? Chaloner, didn't he? Come on, him. come on, Kel. Um, uh, play for... No, play for Stone, say, like, did he play for Stone? Yes. Um, I do know who it is. Oh, it's brilliant. I know who it is, it is as brilliant. well. Oh, my God. Like, let me come back to come that. Back I'll get to that him. for you. Uh, oh, my God. Tiny, uh, one of the greatest players of all time. Messi? No. Nope. Fellow countryman. 
Uh, Maradona. Yes. Uh, Irish international when he scored somersault. Oh, uh, uh, Robbie Keane. Yes. Uh, celebrating tonight at the Grosvenor. At Arsene Wenger. Oh, he's so uh, showbiz. Oh, one man club, massive nose. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get the recognition he probably did. Uh, Nationality. Time up, time up. <sighs> Who oh, was yes, that one club that. man, Massive Nose? Letitia. Oh. <laughs> right, you got seven. And to be honest, if, if it comes down to a tiebreaker, I would have got Phil Jones if I'd realised it was a different player that yeah, you'd moved on bad. to. I should have done that. I mean, it was, would you have got was, that facials, yeah? I mean, when you, when you of, went into the, the facials. But genuinely said king of the facials, I did think like somebody took care of themselves again. I was thinking more along <laughs> the Cristiano Ronaldo thing. Oh, I looked at that and I thought it's going to be easy. It's tough. Go on. Ex-international used to wear a yellow top, massive schnoz. Uh, martial arts, loves martial arts. Loves um, martial arts? Very tall. Plays over in America now. Where's a yellow shirt? Massive like for schnoz. Brazil? No. <laughs> what? Right, what? next one, Steve's doppelganger. Oh, Ben Watson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, no. <laughs> manager, new smile, glasses. Oh, Always wears a cap. Yeah. Ex-teammate of mine, massive chin. Massive chin. Massive chin. Tough, tough as nails, centre half. Tough as nails. What do you mean by like a jawline no, or like big pointy chin? chin? Big pointy chin. You give me that? a bit more than that. Oh, Rob Hoof. Yeah. <laughs> goalkeeper that I used to play with um, retired when he was 65. <laughs> <laughs> Just retired. He's currently a goalkeeper coach at a club now. Is it Shea Given? Shea Given, yeah. Yeah. The special one. Oh, it's Shea Zimunia. Yeah. Tried to sign this man here, current international manager. Um, I can't do his accent. <laughs> Come on, let me see an accent. <laughs> oh my God, do the let accent. Let me see an Please accent. Please do the accent. No, 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 Come on. No, no. Current player, called very boring, loves a cup of tea. Oh, James Milner? Yeah, James Milner. Oh, we've, gone on, we've gone on from the manager. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. what's confused me last time. Go good player. So good they named him twice. I actually played them a bolt. Oh, I can't even say that, can I? So good they named him twice. Uh, JJ Cotcher. Oh, yeah, yeah. JJ Cotcher. <laughs> That's got to be your voice. Uh, Surely. Ex player, ex player invented like a little. Oh, Dion Dublin Dion, with a dude. Dion Dublin. <laughs> um, he's gone. A player that was once. A, that is described as. Can be described as Shrek. Tried to draw him last oh, week. Oh, Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney. I'm trying to think who signed you. Oh, Can we give me. A mate of yours who does a bit of presenting. Same here as you, Kelly. Fuck, you can't say. Present, present same, same, here as, same here as you. Same so as Robbie himself. Savage. Yeah, loves yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to beat you there. Can we get that shirt from down there, please? <gasps> oh, hello. How's it feel? Itchy at the moment. <laughs> oh, it looks wrong. Can we just get on with the show? <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> this. Can I get this off? You've got to do your bet. Yes. So your charity is? Uh, fan support and food banks. Yes, and your bet yeah, is? I'm going to go for Bosnia home to Finland. That's 10 so to 11. Cool. 10 to 11 on. Um, there's a feature on Joe on fan support and food banks as well. Is there? You can go and watch. Good. Yes. Good guys. Good charity. Well done. This is Liquid Football on Joe together with Paddy Power. I'm Kelly Cates alongside me, John Walters and Steve Sidwell. And if you like what you see and hear, then leave us a nice message on YouTube or on iTunes. Now, here is psychologist and former NBA player John Amici with news of a brand new show from Joe. 
My day job is helping businesses thrive through disruption. This show is not about business. It's about people who go from nothing, a seed of an idea, something that everybody thinks is completely impossible, and build it into this massive, massive, massive business. There are a thousand different ways to be a huge success. One of the most interesting things that we're learning is that how people are failing is almost as important as how they succeed. In fact, it's integral. It's business. Pioneers is having really honest conversations with people, talking about their business, their objectives, their purpose, whether they're just out to make a ton of money and then quit, or whether they really want to change the world. Pioneers on Joe. Listen to it. Download it. Watch it. I had nothing profound to say. (laughs) And episode two of Pioneers with John Amici will be available on Thursday, the 10th of October. You can watch it on YouTube or you can download it from your usual podcast provider. And remember to check out Joe's other shows as well. TKO with Carl Frampton and House of Rugby with James Haskell. Uh, Tottenham's poor run of form continued away from home. Still haven't won away since January. This time, a 3-0 win at Brighton. Lots has been made of the performance, particularly coming off the back of the 7-2 defeat at home in the Champions League by Bayern Munich. There's been all kinds of things. You often hear... What, Sorry, Chris- you're not doing too bad at Tottenham, are you? <laughs> How do we do this? How do we do this Tottenham <laughs> chat with you sitting there looking like you're in the Tottenham Monday club? You've got Rafa van der Vaart's top. van der Vaart's top, isn't it? Look at this. Hey. So, Gosh, Steve, as a Tottenham not... player, you're getting tired of Pochettino's games. <laughs> 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 oh, Feeling run into the ground. But look, this, this, it's uh, really are, difficult wearing uh, this. It's really difficult to have a proper conversation with you trying to do it. Who's <laughs> well. that, you know? Do you know what? Spurs was, White Hart Lane was my favourite ground. Was it? It was my favourite ground to play at. Uh, I won there more often than not and scored there as well a few times. But I just loved it. When you, walk out, when you walked out the tunnel, it was all the same going around, good atmosphere, but... They've done that in the new ground me. as well. They've, they've made it look the same. Which is phenomenal. Even though it? the ground itself obviously yeah. is very different, but it, it should look exactly yeah. the same when you come out the tunnel yeah. there. Yeah, and they should be playing better football, but they're not, are they? They're, they're <laughs> not. I mean, well, it's not... Well, I was going to say it's not been, going, not been going too badly at home, but that comes off the back of that, yeah. that 7-2 defeat. And there's always rumours. It always comes out that players are unhappy with the manager. They don't like how he's training them. They're working too hard. But that's a kind of constant, isn't it, when, when teams yeah, are doing yeah. badly. But do you think that, that Pochettino's methods will be wearing thin with a group of players that haven't changed that much mm. over the last couple? And he's going into his sixth season here. I mean, there have been big changes before now, but maybe not over the last couple of years when they've, they've not been in the transfer window yeah. other than this last one. Yeah, I, I just find it that these... Rumours, if they're otherwise, as you say, they're rumours about the trading schedules and scenarios. Well, they, they weren't mentioned last season when they had a good. I know the league form dipped last season, but there was none of this coming out, was there? Or the season before, and it was all these fresh ideas and that. And a lot of managers nowadays, as well, go on refresher, not refresher courses, but courses. They go, and, they go into NFL teams and basketball, and they they learn different types of management skills and that. So they, they they're always evolving as well, but. It, uh, for me, you've got to look at the players as well. I think it's, it's a big easy thing to blame the manager, isn't it? I think well, whenever it's always going bad, it him, always, it? Yeah, always, always goes on the manager. But have the players been there too long? And talking about Alderweireld last year, wanted to leave, didn't he? And didn't go. Ericsson wanted to go in the summer, didn't go. Trippier, a strange one. Trippier went. Yeah. For not that much money for a young English player. And Aurier is a right back who wanted to go. And I just... It doesn't, well, this it's is, not this all right, is the is thing it? you could say. Well, the manager can have, you know, he's he's in control of the squad, so yeah. whoever comes in or, or, or goes it? out is, thing. and that's yeah. 
that's where maybe there is an argument in, in Pochettino's defence is does he have the squad there? Yes, they've spent money in this transfer window, yeah. but does he have the squad well, there that, that he yeah. wants? And this, this is all manifested from not just the summer, but from last, last season as well, where he obviously didn't get the funds or to, to, to back him in previous years. He done all what was going on financially. We know the club are in a very, very secure position and but, have this new stadium yeah, yeah you know and the funds would have obviously come in come in come in. obviously image rights as well with the, the the new stadium so they could have backed him as well but just the stuff that was coming out in pre-season oh, the, the, when you're saying oh just head coach I'm not a manager coach, it, wasn't it? you look at the stuff that you last changed, season didn't he, from the suit to the tracksuit yeah, yeah. Okay. you look at the stuff that happened last season at Manchester United with Jose in pre-season and it just sort of snowballed and it looks like it's going to end in the so same way you, do you think you could see Maybe, maybe not as quite as uh, look. We're saying as badly as they've done. They're still in the top half they, of the table. Yeah. They're not too far off the sort of teams that they expect to to finish near to at the end of the season. But could you see a poor run of form coming from them just from looking at at pre season, looking at how the manager was talking, looking at the fact that there were players out of contract? Is it was it almost was it almost a long time coming? This one. There's low. There's well, I think all these ingredients add up, and one of the biggest ones as well for me was Carl Walker. When he left, obviously everyone still speaks to a player that leaves. When he goes and wins, obviously, the Premier League back-to-back and all the plaudits with, with Pep and that, and he gets on the phone and he says, boys, this place is unbelievable. What a gaffer he is. And obviously they know the money obviously gets doubled yeah. or quadrupled and they're thinking, I need to get out. I need to get, I need to get this. Like the Harry Kane. Yeah. I, I think it's different with Harry because <clears throat> I think he is truly... Yeah, Spurs he, through and through, but he and he want wants to win the prem- Yeah, but he wants the. He, yeah, he does want to win things. I, th- I can't see him leaving England because I think he wants to win the Premier League. Yes, but I think more than that, he wants the record. He wants the. He wants Alan Shearer's record. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Eight of the current squad there from 2014-15. We yeah. know about the lack of transfer activity until this yeah. recent transfer window. And even then, it's not like a whole fresh bunch no. of, of players. It's a couple of positions that they, yeah. they've looked at specifically to, to replace. And they've got players who've, who've come in, who've been injured yeah. since they, they've come into the, the squad. But is there a sense that when you're a group of players and you're looking to achieve something that, that you do, you get to a, a point you. Where, you, where you've done it mm. and that you, you can sense that yourself, that maybe they think... Do you know what we we got to the the Champions League final? There may have been an element in luck in that, of luck in that because yeah, they weren't playing brilliantly course, at that no, stage of the season, no. and everybody needs luck. But they get there and they think this is our chance. This mm. is our chance to win not just silverware but one of the big trophies. Yeah. And once that's gone, and they and they didn't play well at they neither play team well. played well in the final. No. Once that's gone, maybe they're thinking right, we don't come feel back like we're going to yeah. get that chance again. Yeah. Like the opposite to, to Liverpool, who. Had a Champions League final, lost in that one comprehensively to, to Real Madrid, and then went back the next season, ran City close in the league title, and won the yeah. won the Champions League title. It yeah. doesn't feel like there's been that that kick on with Spurs. Is, no. is it to do with the the stage of their development? Maybe it's a yeah. long winded way to get to quite a short question. It was, yeah. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? Yeah. Where are we? What day is it? <laughs> when I look at Spurs, they, they, as I said, there's so many ingredients now being chucked in and. You know, it's 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 a cauldron just boiling over, isn't it? And let's not forget, last season and well, the last two windows, they was kind of getting applauded for not spending money. They were saying, "Well, why change it if it's going so well?" You know, and it why did upset? So well. yeah, yeah, yeah. But why upset the, the the core group there? They look like a group that all gets on, and then from there to now, it looks like it's a complete 
sort of turnaround, isn't it? So I just think, you look at how uh, Alex Ferguson was so successful. You know, he didn't, and, and the players sort of didn't sort of stagnate, did they? In terms of him getting fresh getting players, in, players in, even yeah. assistant coaches, change a different voice, all that sort of happens as well. But is, is it just that thing that everyone says? It's just the Spurs way, isn't it? It's the Spurs. You're the lightest. Look at me talking about Spurs. You take your pleasure in that, in a Spurs. Yeah, in a Spurs I, I, but it, but the, the, the Ferguson and David Gill relationship at Manchester United was key to that because if he didn't want a player there, then he could go to the, the chief exec and make sure that yeah. the, the contract, the, there was a, a much closer relationship and a manager's role was was very different. Ferguson and Wenger, probably the last two mm. who had that, that level of control at the club. If the, if the players, and we know that the players haven't come in, if there's no money to spend, then there's no, there's no money to spend. But in terms of players going out, surely that's something that, that if the manager says that this player doesn't want to stay anymore and I, I don't want them there, it's funny, they should it? have some input into that. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because you hear rumours of a lot of players wanting to leave. Spurs as well in the past 12 months, 18 months. Yeah. And for a team that's got to a Champions League final as well and you want them to leave, whether it's a big boys like a Real Madrid come calling. But it's just... But, but are, them, are them lads thinking, they obviously they're in the club thinking, do you know what, I don't know whether this group can do this. Yeah, and they're possibly. seeing it first and foremost thinking, I need to get out. I've if had, you have I've a had group little... of players who want to get out and there's a few of them, is and that, is that and causing, they... that's adding to the problem yeah, maybe yeah. that's yeah. already there. And they yeah. don't get out. So it's, it's not a recipe for success anyway. Um, mm. Mauricio Pochettino under some pressure, but he's not the favourite to leave his post next. No. Paddy Power odds, Marco Silva... Everton hmm. not delivering on, I think, what a lot of people expected of them from the, the start of, of the season, especially coming off that, that defeat at the weekend. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, 7-2. Mauricio Pochettino's at fours. Ralph Hasenhutl at Southampton. And Steve Bruce at 14-1, to one, even after beating Manchester United. That's still the odds there. Uh, interesting article this week about the post-match interview, which kind of sort of follows on from Newcastle a bit mm. because that was just lovely that that post-match interview when you see the two Longstaff brothers sort yeah. of chatting Matty obviously getting the winner and Sean being the sort of proud big brother you see his parents in the stand and it's just the joy of it is it's just That's lovely it's, that, that yeah. for me stripped football the business side of it the, the, everything to the rawness of just what it's all about you know being from playing as a kid on the playground to, to to be in the Premier League and and playing with your brother, that is just so. And, and the images that his mum and dad yeah. up in the box as well, getting absolutely smashed. I I watched it and I was just that 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 for me was just class. His first game so as well, good. thrown in. United at home, brilliant. that's brilliant. That's, it was just yeah. the way when he, when he talked about being told he was going to be in the squad and then, the, the nerves, and then finding out yeah, the day before yeah. he was going to be starting and just being quiet the yeah. whole day. And Yeah, it was um, that, that was special, really special. And you, you got to cherish them moments because, you know, as I said there, the business model quickly comes back in and it does take over. But then that was brilliant. And everyone, everyone as well, and even like we say, Gary Neville, that he's obviously united through and through. You know, everyone that, that that watched it just loved it. It was. It was a really lovely, warm mm. interview. And actually, one of those ones that probably the pair of them were very happy to do. The final whistle yeah. goes, you you or your brother have scored a, last, or a late, late winner yeah. against Manchester United. And you, do you want to do the post-match interview? Yeah, OK, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm happy to do that one. Generally speaking, though, are they a chore rather than a pleasure? <sighs> they're, they're, they're really difficult after you've had a thumping loss. My <clears throat> worst one... 
was when Fulham got relegated at Stoke and I was the captain of Fulham and I had to go out and and basically be the front of the football club, really, straight after a game. And you've got to sort of keep your emotions intact in as well. They want to see you come out ranting and raving and blaming this and blaming that. But, you know, you've just, you can't pull the wall over fans' eyes. You know, you've got to go out there and say individually, individually collectively, it wasn't good enough and, and be brutally honest. And, and that's it. Uh, but when you've had a... When you've had a good result, they're easy, aren't they? But yeah, you get players that'll that'll only do the ones when they win. Like in the Stoke dressing room, Cole, the press guy, used to come in after matches. It's changed now where you get players before they go in the changing room. Mm. I think that's a Sky thing now, and yep. it's, they want to get out to media outlets quick. But we used to all go in, and he'd, he'd ask a couple of players, and he'd be like, "Piss off, Cole!" And I never want to get a shower and go and do this stuff. But there'll be he'll ask a couple of players, "Will you do this? Will you do that?" And it's almost like they don't want to come in and ask you because sometimes the players didn't want to do it. But I think it's important, and you get the similar players that will front up to the media after the defeat, and I think that's important because the media needs someone to speak yeah. to. And the media respect that side of it as well because you've got to realise the money comes from the media for players, so players have got to realise you've got to do that side of it, I think, as well because that's where the money comes from, the TV, right? So mm. you've got to give something back as well. But I think it is important to front up, especially after you've been, been beaten and, and not hide. You get managers that that will send the coach out, and um, you you've had Stoke the past couple of weeks where Nathan Jones has done the interview twice, mm-hmm. and that takes a lot to go in. The think thing he, is, he think, doesn't really have much. Job. No, you, you, don't, no, you do because you, you can send you've got a couple that you no, don't have you, to you do. Can, you can not do, but you can send the first team coaching. Yeah, but he's fronted well, you've up. Got to, I think you've got to do. A, there's do only a, a couple that you yeah. can do that but with. He, but in, but in his interviews, he could straight bat off questions because you know. As a player, you know, media outlets are looking for clickbait as well. So that's why players are gone as well, because you want that controversial quote mm-hmm. from you. Mm-hmm. That'll, get, that'll get put across the screens. And I think Jürgen Klopp's pretty good for that because he's very passionate. But Nathan Jones did it last week where he was very honest. And uh, the lady that was interviewing, I think it was, was it Caroline Barker, yeah. she was very, very direct. Yeah. And I was watching it because I was at the match, but it was on the TV after it. I was thinking, that's very close and that's a bit harsh. To be asking him those questions, it's her, it's her job too, but he was very honest with it. But then she did it again with Jonathan Woodgate the other night mm. um, when Middlesbrough got beat, and she was at him, and he was he wasn't having to go back, but he was he was fronting it up as well. And I think I always respect for someone to come up and be very honest, yeah. especially a manager, because it takes a lot lot to do. Is that. it sometimes? Do, do you see it from the ever from the perspective of if you're asked a hard question, it actually it can make the player or the manager look better if if they can answer it well because if you if you don't if a, an interviewer doesn't ask that question then people are sitting at home asking it why in, in front that? of the tele well yeah. but not even just why is the interviewer not asked it but you don't ever get a chance to to respond so say for example you miss a chance and everybody at home saying that's rubbish he should have scored that or whatever and somebody said you had that brilliant chance and you didn't do it. if you get a chance to answer that mm. you get a chance to put your side of the story yeah. but if somebody doesn't ask you that question Everybody just goes away and thinks, well, he just made a mistake. Yeah. Does that make, that's a, yeah. maybe a bad example, but you understand. But as a player, you might become very guarded then to, yeah. to be very that's, straight yeah. down the line. You want players to be honest. And I, I was always asked the question. I always tried to be honest. I tried not to. I tried just, I, I'm the same now. If someone mm. asks me something, I'll be straight. I won't, yeah. I won't beat around the bush or try and straight batter off. You just be as honest as you Once can. Once you've had time to think about them, it's, it's different though. But those ones immediately after the, the final whistle, the whole point of them, isn't it, is, is to get emotion. emotion. Yeah. Well, that's, you, that's you, you, you ask the questions. What's it like for, what, what do you prefer? Do you prefer off the pitch or do you prefer The ones on afterwards? the pitch, but the ones, the ones on the pitch are straight away is usually with a, a 
player or a couple of players who've won the game or who've done something good mm. in the game that because then you get you work with the atmosphere of the, of the final whistle that's that's how you're doing it but the the sort of the ones that are more difficult usually the people have had a little bit whether it's a player or a manager have had a bit more time just to process it because then you get a better interview mm-hmm. but you'll always get the same players doing the interviews whether it's a good result or a bad result or performance wise as well every club that I've been at same probably for you as well I'd say 80% of the squad don't like not so necessarily interviews just being just doing camera stuff mm. you know like the promos you've got to do in pre-season yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, everyone hates it the majority of people don't like it, so they know there's only a small minority of, of the group from a press side of it that, that they could stick in front of the but camera. But that's a vicious circle, because then they get known as being good with the media, so then they get more media get requests more. Yeah. in. And then they, they can, you'll yeah. find that sometimes when one of the players has, has had an absolute world, he got mad of the match, and then it's all, you know, it's an, it's an interview that's meant to be bubbly, and, and yeah. they're like, they don't really sort of get that excitement from them. They're like, yeah, I'm just, I'm speechless. Yeah. I'm over get, the moon. Yeah. yeah. You know, internationally, you'll go through media. You've got to go through the media zone. You can't avoid it. The, mm. the, 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 the country gets fined if you avoid yeah. it. So you've got to go through. And the lads used to hate it. Some lads that didn't but do it. Don't have to stop, the, you don't have to so stop. You don't have to stop. Some of the, the mix zones are huge Very long. kind yeah. of snaking. Look, they're 1,500 metres long. You think you've got stuck. You think you've got exactly what it's like. You think you've got through it. This isn't a short corridor. These are like huge snaking. There was a few players that I knew hated it. Or after a bad result... I'd sort of go, listen, I'll do it, follow me, because I'll do it, and you can all just get off. Yeah. So I'd stop, give like a 10-minute thing, which is not nice after you get beat, because you've got to front up, and you've got to take the blame yourself, and try and deflect, protect certain players as well, and the team that maybe have had a bit of a nightmare, but you let them go through, because they don't want to do it either. But you know that, you know which players don't want to do it. You've never done their their headphones on, head down, that's the the normal, head head Mm. down, big headphones on. But ignorance, isn't it? That's the thing. Well... But I think it needs there needs to be understanding from both sides. It's like if you want the emotion, you have to take the fact that sometimes people are going to yep. be fed up and not not want to speak. I think that's a but there's never reasonable. training. There's never training for media for players. But they really think if, if if the player requests it. But from internal, there's no like. Even now, even I, I never do. I never had any no media one. training. I, I've people tell go no one. People <laughs> 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 First week on the job. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of the youngsters are getting it nowadays because yeah. obviously there's a, tr- there's, a, if there's a chance yeah. where they could get pushed into the first team if they yeah. if they do play well. They also they want other stuff, don't they? In their in yeah. their careers, they don't just want to be football. They want yeah. all the having to go and talk to sponsors and talk to baby companies who want to mm. work with them and things. Yeah. They, they have to be able to do but that. But there is there is no training. There is no training. I know you can't train in an emotional interview yeah. if you've just lost four 0 and you've got to do something. But still, there's there's principles guidelines that they can be set in place and that can help but yeah there's 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 none so if you do get training is it more about what not to say yeah i think you know oh, that yeah. anyway i think you know that anyway you, unless you're really thick <laughs> there's a few really thick ones <laughs> you know what to say i like the one where zlatan a few years ago was like no no media and he pulled the whole team through do you remember that one? Oh, yes. really yeah. do you remember it he said no. we're not doing it yet. he's not doing it someone yeah. said so yeah. I'm reporting he's like right they were going to speak where he was, was like, it right. you, where, where, what club I don't know was it, it wasn't it wasn't Man United was it Sweden it, was, it, it might have PSG, been with Sweden maybe. Really? PSG maybe PSG I can't remember and he was like no media I... and he took yeah. all the players and he got everyone through all the lads would have been Brilliant. happy with that yeah he just sort of palm it off on somebody else then once no I've been in that situation as well and I might because 
when we had to, my trick was always to go near the end because you'd get players just as they'd come to the end and you think they've got through it and they'd have like guards down. They'd maybe have taken their headphones off. You'd be like, just one last thing. And occasionally you get something. We always used to hate you at the end. Yeah, I know. I was all right. <laughs> <laughs> if you were there, you probably wouldn't have got He's not in a good mood, is he, today? No, I doesn't want to. I'm quite happy. I'm quite happy. The one was, no, it was in in the World Cup and the Ivory Coast were playing Didier Drogba came through and he'd, he'd, hurt his, he'd hurt his shoulder and I was right at the end of it and he went to walk past at the end and I went, dear, I tried everything and I was like, you know, from it was wherever and and I was like in London and like, you know, thinking that the Chelsea link and the whatever, yeah. like everything that like, he walked past and then he went, oh, and he, it looked like he'd gone so I went, oh, and I put the mic down then he went, next thing, he walked back a few steps and went, oh, all right then and stood there and the next thing, there's like 40 Everyone, people yeah. behind me and I'm standing there with my arm and I wasn't, I He'd taken me off guard. I'd sort of switched off Menthe and I went, your arm all right? And he went, yeah, it's fine, thanks. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, thanks. Right, I better click into interview yeah. mode here and then just kind of, yeah, but there are ones, picked up on it. There are ones that you don't mind ever. stopping for, isn't there, as a player? When you, when There's you people go, you don't mind talking yeah, to. Yeah, where, you where, where there's yeah. ones you're thinking, no, we'll swerve that one. Yeah. I quite like but, Patrick, who works this guy. Yeah, always got Pat Davison. Yeah, 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 always got nice. with Pat. Yeah. Name, 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 name oh, yeah. Name <laughs> dropping. Like that. Name dropping. <laughs> He's a good guy. Name dropping. He's like, no, that's not a name worth dropping. <laughs> Sorry, Pat. What is it like when you do like the Friday night ones or the Saturday evening on the pitch and you're thinking there's balls flying around behind me? Yeah, but it's it's much, I prefer it. It's much nicer. Yeah, but are, because you, are you wary of like balls that's going to hit you, or is it more because because you see they're not training? Team is, they're not it? training. Yeah, it depends how good they are. It, de- it depends on whether or not they actually might want to hit you or someone you're with more likely. But it's like no, it's better. I think players feel more relaxed on a pitch, even if they're speaking, than they do in an, in an interview room. Yeah. So I think I was, you get something different from them. Do you know the one we did, Burnley Liverpool? Yeah. I was panicking because I kept turning over. Yeah, but that's just they're going to go yeah. for you. And he yeah. just kept looking at me like as if. It was Ben Gibson and Tom Short, yeah. the fitness guy. And he just kept looking over and thinking, oh, please don't hit one over. But <laughs> it was Martin Keown, wasn't it? Martin Keown got one on the yeah. side of the head. Yeah. And he was, he was chewing. Brilliant. <laughs> he, was, he was not happy. That so was good. brilliant. And uh, it's best, yeah, if something like that happens and they bite, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the best bit. That Burnley game, when we did that Burnley game, the where we were sitting was on the opposite side from where our little presentation oh, yeah. point was. But... I had to stay behind to do stuff because they have to clear all the studio away, obviously, yeah. for the game to go on. Or the little, you know, table and stuff. And um, we did the thing. So you'd gone across with Jamie Carragher to go and sit on the other side of the pitch. And the floor manager, Femi, who I'm with, went, yeah, it's fine. We've still got time to get across. I get to about a third of the way across the pitch. And I suddenly realised the players are all lined up it's, to kick off. It's only and I the looked players and I was on like, the pitch. Yeah, I'm like... They're, they, they're going to kick off, like oh, not like no. aggressively. They're going to kick off. And there's Robbie Savage in the middle of the pitch. New signing. I hate you. I actually hate you. And they went, they went, so I suddenly went, oh, God, so I start running as I'm going to come. Back. All I can think is, because mostly I wear trainers now because we're, we're on the pitch. Actually. And I'm like, don't. As, I didn't even care. But also, I was going quite fast, and I was like, get to the end, I'm like... <gasps> and I'm thinking, I can't stop running now as well, because I'm going to look like I'm just... I've quite enjoyed that. I was on a bench laughing at that, but yeah, we had yeah. to walk past the Liverpool bench right in front of them all. Yeah. Just as about to kick off, and I hated that. Mm. I was like, head down and walking past everyone, because there's a player... Yeah, you don't want to do that, you? you're always in people's way. When you're doing the telly stuff, you're always in people's way. That before the game is, I think, is disastrous, because, yeah. when, especially when you're walking, because... You'll know as well when you're playing, uh, when you're warming up. Especially keepers, they try and smash it as yeah. hard and as far <laughs> as they can. They go, right, try and interrupt their, their warm-up, don't they? Yeah. And there's balls fizzing in. And yeah. when you're walking, you're, 
It's like it's like dodge. It's like a circus. Keep, keepers, uh, keepers. Yeah, during the warmth, the keepers just like take the goal they kick stone. Purpose. But I'm like, yeah. so they have a little five aside or keep yeah. ball. You're just hitting it into that keep ball. Yeah. Oh, you mean the bits when we're actually on the pitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But usually by then it's sort of the end of the warm up. So by yeah, the time we got, get on, they just then, kind of yeah, started. Then you got the Herberts on there, like the subs, they just shooting <laughs> fireballs everywhere. The Monday clubs, the Monday clubs. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. That's useful information. I'll keep that one on board. Uh, that's it for this episode of Liquid Football together with Paddy Power on Joe. Thank you very much to John Walters and to Steve Sidwell. Liquid Football is back next Monday. You can download the podcast or watch us on YouTube and please leave a nice review uh, in either of those places. We've also got a Facebook page which you can search for Liquid Football and then get involved with the chat on there. And remember, you can check out our other shows House of Rugby with James Haskell, TKO with Carl Frampton, and the brand new show Pioneers with John Amici. I'm only, I've only listened to the first one yet, the second one out on Thursday. So I'm looking forward to that one. Thanks for listening to this, though. You've been listening to Liquid Football on Joe, sponsored by Paddy Power. <laughs>